Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Off Mic, Off the Record. I'm your host, Aaron Bentley. Joining me from beautiful Key West on day three, four, seven, month five. I don't know what it is. Brad, the founder, founder, are we going to say founder? Uh, Co-founder? I'm not the founder. founder. Are you the co-founder? Nope. Uh, Hogleg would be the founder of Galley Winner. And then uh, they brought me on after a couple years and then I just... The champion. The champion. Originally, my title was like editor at large or something. Like we had some ridiculous title that didn't really fit. <laughs> and uh, basically, I'm just Mr. Galley Winner. I'm all things. Uh, my partner these days is Cody Starr. Um, and then Hogleg and Tank still help out a little bit on the back end technical stuff. But it's really a one-man show these days for the most part. It's tough. It's a tough gig. It's you cover, a tough gig. You cover a lot of ground. I try. Uh you know, and it's not my regular gig. Like I have a, I have a day job. So everything that happens for Galley Winter help happens on the side of things. And so I run into people at festivals like this and they're like, man, it must be so awesome to have a job where you just go cover music. I'm like, that would be awesome if that it was my be. main job, but it doesn't pay the bills. M- much like musicians have to have day jobs sometimes. Uh, I, uh, I do break hearts whenever I tell people they're like, you're everywhere. And I'm like, yeah. And that's because this is my vacation from work. <laughs> that's exactly right. I was so, so so we only got here yesterday, and it did start on Tuesday. And I think today's Thursday, like you were saying in your intro, it all runs together when you're down here. But somebody's like, "Why weren't you down here yesterday?" I'm like, "Well, I couldn't get off work until today, you know." So yeah. like, all my friends have been down here for for a while. I'm very jealous of them. Yeah. Is this year six for you? Year six. Uh, so when this so years ago, I was telling people like. Man, Steamboat's great and all, but I'm I'm more of a beach person. Like I need them to create a festival on the beach somewhere in Key West. And somehow I'm not going to take credit for it because Kyle Carter did all this in his own. But I was putting that out in the universe, and I got it to Kimberly Bryan. And next thing I know, she's talking to Kyle Carter. And maybe seven or eight years ago, I heard that this was the rumor in the works. It was in the rumor mill, and I thought, man, if they could pull that off, it'd be the best thing ever. And so, yes, I came down the first year, and you know. It's kind of like chasing that dragon of the first time you got drunk or late or whatever. It's like that first year is still my favorite year of ever being down here because it was uh, everything was so new to everybody that was here. And like the locals had no idea who we were or why we were here. And they hadn't heard of any of the artists playing. And they couldn't believe that thousands of people would come down here to see people they'd never heard. And they were talking about how friendly everyone was. So anyways, long story short, it's year six for me. And I've been to all of them. And they've all been fantastic. And and despite like what was once new, it's now familiar. Like despite now becoming like so familiar with the island that I'd only dreamed about coming to. Like my whole life, I'd wanted to come to Key West. Big Buffett head, yeah. You know Hemingway, all of the things. And so when I came down here, the first year we came down, we flew into Miami and then took and you know, made the drive down because I was I just poetically I was like I have to do that. That's what my heroes did. I got to drive in. You got to make the drive. Yeah. Got to make the drive, saw all of it. And so jumping from that to now I've learned that I just need to fly straight in. It's the way to go. Um it the the poetic beauty of sitting in traffic on A1A is is lost, you know, by the third light. <laughs> right. So after that first year I was like we're going direct into Key West from now on, but uh it's everything it's been cracked up to be and like so I guess what my point is, like, every year it's the same, yet it's new. Like, there's new wrinkles. There's new things I discover. New bands. New bands. And for a place to be this small, I'm always finding new restaurants and bars. Oh, 
And we, I feel like I've hit them all. And then every year I'm like, I bump into new places. I'm like, this is the best. So we have the three staples that we go to. Uh, we're going to do brunch at Sarah Beth's just because you it's have to one of the best brunch spots ever. But there was, uh, oh, we do drinks and supper at two friends. Uh, we had lunch at two friends today. Supper, lunch, just one of the meals. But <laughs> you there, have to eat there at least once. You have to eat there once. But there was some place we went for drinks. Oh, uh, Fogarty's. I'd never been to Fogarty's, and it's right, right there. on Duval. Yeah, I mean it's right there. In the, and I was like, I've never been there. It was a great spot mm-hmm. under the trees. You really I, can't go wrong. No, uh, very much like you. Uh, our first year was three years ago. So the um, mid April year was our first year. So a little the different. hot year. Is the hot year. Too. Yeah, we like to call yeah. that the. The, the humid. It's much year. better in January, I must say. I will take it in January anytime. But <laughs> um, we flew that year direct in, and then I did the same thing. I've got to drive. I've got to drive. And so last year we did the drive, and I will never do the drive ever, <laughs> ever again. Exactly right. But um, yes, hundred percent in agreement with you. The feel of this and it, this festival kind of just feels different than the rest. And it's not a knock on anything else. Absolutely, it's not on. a knock on Steamboat's great. Love all the Steamboat. other festivals are fantastic for what they are. This is its own animal, and it's kind of been organically created. Like it just kind of that first year, like I said, they, they were throwing things against the wall, and some of the things that they tried that first year have now gone by the wayside. Um, and there were so many things that they were throwing and trying to see what work. And uh, what's really stuck is just the uh, the reliance on the music. The passion of the music fan here is. I mean, it's not easy to get to Key West. It costs money. It takes time. So the people that get here are really dedicated to the music. And so I feel like what they've created here has the right vibe. Like no matter what, whether you're at a loud smoking tuna set or you're at the amphitheater or you're on the beach or on Sunset Pier, you're getting the best from the artist. You're getting the best from the vibe. Like the scene is cool. People are cool. The bartenders are cool. They are. The bartenders are <laughs> extremely cool. Uh, and especially at the amp. You get some of the same bartenders every year. I've had the same bartender. I don't know her name. I forget her name at the moment at the amp. Uh, was she wearing my shirt yesterday? Uh, no. Okay, that's not the same one. I was pink thinking. hair? Oh, pink hair. No, I know what you're talking about. Yes, I can't think of her name. I can't I'm, think of her name. She's from Oklahoma, Tulsa or somewhere, but she's here every year and she is the best. And I can't think of her name because she might have overserved me last night, but it's not her fault. That's my fault. Oh, uh, yeah. We're not going to get guilty <laughs> about that. What was the first musical memory? And let me preface this by saying the first time that you knew what music was. Like you actually, like music was something it's tangible. Very, it's very um, vivid to me. I was riding in my dad's Chevy Silverado two-tone, like 83, straight side body truck, going down Lakeshore Drive in Waco, Texas. There's a it goes it has a big dip where it dips down by the lake, and I remember uh, swinging by John Anderson coming on the radio, and it made me like, it stirred something in me. I mean, it's a silly song in hindsight, but as like a four year old, I was like, this is the shit. Like, what what is whatever this is? I need more of this. And it wasn't long after that I had an older sister that's ten years older than me, so she was already like into MTV and just hair metal and all those things. And so I had a little Fisher Price cassette player, and I would steal all her cassettes and just play them. And then we'd have that typical sibling fight, like, where's my Bon Jovi tape or whatever? Well, I had it. And so all those things. And my mom was a radio DJ in the 70s. And so and she used to run around with Rusty Weir and Jerry Jeff and all these people. So I grew up with that aspect, and my dad was more into rock, and my sister was into whatever was on MTV. And I was just soaking it all up. So 
John Anderson swinging like struck a chord in me. And then it just led to uh, that feeling I had from that song. I've never stopped chasing, like finding a new band, finding a new song from a band. I love like being down here and seeing um, like the red clay strays last year. Like I had never heard of them before. And I was standing on sunset pier, freezing my ass off. And, you know, most people would say, why would you stand out there? And fr-? it's, I'm chasing that song. I'm chasing that feeling of, John it's Anderson swinging. It's the high of like trying to find that thing that still moves you. And after all these years, um, it's cliche, but that, that sake of the song, like that, the songs still move me. They still make me do this. They still make me spend all my extra time and money coming to festivals and supporting bands and putting on a little rinky dink festival and doing all the things that I do. Sorry, your festival is not rinky dink. <laughs> it's just one of those things that, uh, it's just within me, you know, like when, um, when people get to know me, they like, like music's my thing. Like I still like to hunt and I like to golf and I like to do those kind of things, but music's my passion. Music's what I spend all, like it's my main hobby. It's like, and it's even more than hobby. It's a lifestyle. It's, you know, what I do. <laughs> Fair. I think I'm in the, I think we are in the same boat there. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, vacations are scheduled. Cause my buddies will be like, man, I, you're going to Key West again, but then, they think nothing of like going to Colorado on an elk hunt. I'm like, there's no difference, buddy. I'm going to Key West to do what I love. You go climb that mountain, shoot that elk to do what you love. We'll be back after a quick break. Is real music dying? What even is real music and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird, and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer, or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> like we said, I love the cold. I love steamboat. But like after day three, I was always like, it's just cold. Yeah. It's just miserable. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you're right. You're in I paradise. was telling somebody about that yesterday. I was like, man, I love steamboat, but isn't it nice to just walk around in shorts and whatever and not have to layer up and stand outside and freeze and then go in the tent with all the farts and all the things that happen in steamboat. It's like, it's, I, and, Again, no disrespect. I love it. And I don't think mile zero happens if Steamboat is not around. If Music Fest had not been there for all these years, no, I, I don't think have. a destination festival for this kind of music would even have been on anybody's radar. Somebody may have eventually come up with it, but I think they thought, we got the mountains. Why not do it at the beach? And here we are. So I think it's great for what it is, but this is a different beast down here in Key West. I've been to a lot of festivals uh, in my life one day festivals to like this LJTs. The, mm-hmm. I mean, I went to, I went to rock fest whenever I was, you know, in high school up at Texas motor. Street I Park. was there. I think a lot of us in this <laughs> scene were there. I won't repeat what I did there, but I was there. Yeah, no, we can't talk. I about don't want to relive that, but uh, I just remember being stuck in traffic. I remember matchbox 20. I remember, uh, I remember some things, but I, I took, I ingested some chemicals that maybe not remember most of that day same uh 
but it was it's good. Music has always been a passion for me, and it becomes I become obsessive at times. Same. And it's like you said, you chase the high. Um, so obviously, your mother being in radio, you, you, Rusty Weird, the Jerry Jeff, the, yep. as we're going to call it, is that tier one or? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the OGs. Like the, they they started the founders, I guess. The founders. There's always that thing like. Uh, you the know, debate the, about what it, who started who it. Who started it? You know, was it Willie? Was it them? Was it? Because I just think it all just kind of runs in a line. Like whether it was Willie or, or Jerry Jeff and Ray Wiley and whatever, that there was that '70s boom, and then it faded off in the '80s, except for Robert Earl Keane, and then the '90s come along, and you got the Great Divide and Jack Ingram and Charlie Robinson, yep. and, and then Pat takes the torch and goes to levels nobody had ever ever imagined, and then it goes to Ragweed. I wrote an article one time about kind of tracing, trying to trace that and nail it down. And I think the baton goes from whatever that 70s thing was to Robert Earl Keane, to Pat, to Ragweed, to Randy, to Josh Abbott, to Turnpike, to where, I mean, like, I don't remember where I, I lined it up all the way to today. I brought it all the way up to Parker and co. And like, the thing is there's a through line amongst all of them, but they're all different and it all evolves. And like the crowd's different. And some people like still like the 70s stuff and co and some people are very loyal to whatever their generation's version of it is. It's different. The crowds are different, but they're not. The faces are different mm-hmm. and that are in the crowd, but the, the, the sentiments there, we're chasing after something unique and right. individual. That's yeah. always been what it is. Mm-hmm. It's you're chasing the individual uniqueness. I've told the story on here millions of times, but like I did not really truly understand what, it, what Texas music was to my sophomore year in college. And, um, I was hearing Charlie Robinson on the radio. I was hearing Jackie Ingram, uh, Jamie Richards, mm-hmm. Daryl Dodd. You know, I didn't put it all together till I bought this. You remember when you could go to a gas station, you filled up uh, with a tank of gas and you get a CD for five bucks. Mm-hmm. And I got one and it had an REK song on it. It was the first time I ever heard Robert O'Keefe. And that's when I started chasing it. And then after that, I realized, oh, this is its own little bubble. Right. It's that station says Texas country right here out of Dallas, but they're not really playing Texas country. This mm-hmm. is, and then I found out what, what red dirt was. And then I got confused on the whole Nashville sucks. Right. And oh, yeah. it doesn't really suck, but that's just my opinion. Certain stuff. Says. <laughs> but today Certain stuff from uh, our scene sucks too. I mean, it's just, I think it's all relative, you know, it's subjective. Absolutely. I mean, it's what, what do you dig? It's kind of like uh, the other day, I won't name names, but there was a person that played down here and people were kind of trashing it online. And I thought, don't waste your time. There's 80 other acts on this bill that are good. Why not just talk about the ones you dig instead of, you know, badgering the one that you didn't like? Just ignore it. And you know, you know what else I like are when you find the artists down here that are not the festival that are playing the tuna or Mm -hmm, something mm -hmm. else. And you'll find that one artist that'll just knock your socks off. Yeah. Have you found one of those in the last couple of years? Um, I think the one that could come close is why well, I have a couple that come to mind with that question. And it's people I, I was uh, familiar with. One I was definitely familiar with. I'll start with her, Jade Patek. So she's played my festival for a couple times, but I think two years ago or so, she was just down here. She flew down here just to hang out. And she lucked herself into a gig at one of the bars. And we went, and there was all these people that had come for this festival that had never heard of her, and she just knocked them out. But the other one that comes to mind is Drew Cooper out of Arizona. <clears throat> he was down here last year just bumming around, couch surfing. I think he got up and sang some songs with Cody Canada. Um, and he just, he destroyed me. Like His voice is like rough and big. He's got this real unique sound. But 
this this festival, much like Steamboat again, it attracts people. Like I was talking to an artist yesterday who's on the bill this year, and he goes, "I was going to come this year whether they had booked me or not. I was just going to come down here and be a part of it, and get my just, face in front of people, and network, and talk to fans, and maybe hopefully get in a spot, maybe play an open mic, whatever it takes to." Because he goes, it just takes one person. If you turn on the right person, then it can snowball. I think we've seen that happen here and at other festivals. Oh, absolutely! It's it's year over year. You you know we keep going, we keep circling back to Music Fest, but uh, that was the first time that I heard. Oh God, drunk brain just hit. Um, uh, Rodney Foster's understudy right now. He's from West. William Beckman. William Beckman. That dude. Thank you for thank you for helping me because I I just reading your reading your mind. Um, we, he was just down there hanging out that year. We were at, this was maybe 19, 2019. We were there and we were in a condo and he just happened to be one of the guys there. And I mean, knocked my socks off. I'd never heard his name until that night. Right. You know, sometimes you have, you have the name proceed. You yeah, actually yeah, see yeah, yeah. the artist, but in this one, I didn't know. I had zero clue, but I'm kind of oblivious from time to time. So. Yeah. But I was like, who was this guy? Yeah. Yeah. The first time I saw him was at uh, floors country store. We went to see Randy Rogers play, and uh, Rodney Crowell was opening the show. And Rodney Crowell's up there singing, and he goes, I'm going to bring up a friend of mine. He goes, he's very new. And then William Buckman got up there and started singing in Spanish, and I was like, I, I don't even know what to do with this. It's <laughs> blowing my mind right now. What do I do with my hands? <laughs> yeah, that's great. So good. What is – so what's next on the, the plate for you? Obviously, you – You've got the co-write that you're a part of. Yeah, you're still, like you said, kind of one man showing the the website, but you guys still come together do the festival every year. Yeah, so uh, co-write is ongoing. Shout out Bobby and Donovan. Uh, we're starting. We pre-COVID, we launched a house concert show in Waco that was pretty successful, but we kind of faded that out. We're bringing it back. We've got a place in West Comma, Texas, not West far far West Texas. Thank West you for Kama, the clarification. Comma. Yes. Uh, where you get the good kolaches. Um, anyways, we're, we're firing up a little house concert series. We got Kevin Galloway up first. We got some tricks up our sleeve with that. We're going to have a mix of big names and smaller names. And um, we've found that being based in central Texas uh, allows us to pull people from DFW, Austin, Houston, and they come and meet there. And we have a pretty good time when we do those things. Um, so we want to do that to uh, get that going on a consistent basis Obviously, River Jam will be coming up this summer. Um, I've already got that booked, but I can't announce. It's one of those things like I can't announce who's playing it yet. Um, but that's, that's always radius clauses. Yeah, my favorite part of all that is always like we have. It's a three day thing, and we have like two nights at a at bars. Like ones at Cheatham Street, ones at a bar in New Brunswick. But on Sunday, we always have like an acoustic song swap at Lone Star Float House, which is just it. We really bite off more than we can chew there every year. Like we might have 20, 30 people get up throughout the day. Like they started, we started like two o'clock and we're going to midnight and it's just, it's probably my favorite day of the year. So we got a lot of irons in the fire and we just redesigned the website and we've got a lot of ideas and we're trying to get our YouTube channel cranked up. But, um, anyhow, all that say, we're just gonna keep doing what we do, support the music. It's really gratifying when, when sometimes I feel like I, am I spinning my wheels? Am I wasting my time? And then I come to a place like this and I have the, you know, your big A-list artist that will just come up and like, give me a big hug. I'm like, man, I wouldn't be where I'm at without people like you. And you did such a, uh, important, played such an important role for me when I was starting out, you know, like a good comment on your 
blog or something, a good post on your Instagram page, like got me in front of the right booking agent, in front of the right radio promoter, in front of the right whatever. Um, so I feel like our role is still, even though it's so vast now, is to still be somewhat of a gatekeeper of, of whatever we consider is good. I mean, it's music snobbish, but, uh, you kind of, I mean, have I to like be what way. I like and I don't like what I don't like. And I have no problem. I don't suffer fools. And I, I don't have anybody, any problem telling somebody their music sucks if I think it sucks. But I also tell them I'm not the general public. I'm not the mass audience, you know, I'm me. So, um, you know, that's, I think, so that's our role is just kind of being a filter of all the bullshit that might come along. I love it. <laughs> For better or worse. For better or worse. And and you said that I didn't mean to stumble over you talking, but yes, you you have to be that way. It, it's about what you like. But again, we we circle back. It's to subjective. It. It's subjective, and that's where it's cool. I will yeah. tell you, I missed the boat a long time ago on a on a band. Walks up to me, hands me their Sharpie CD, and goes, "Hey man, check this out. I think you're gonna dig it." Then you know, I was like, "Okay, cool." I went listen to it. And I was like, "Man, I don't really. This isn't. I'm not really feeling this." And um. I put it away in the office. I think I came back to it like maybe six months later. Uh, and then um, Dolly Shine recorded their next <laughs> album. And I was like, I love it. You right. know? And I just had like some demos from them. And I was like, I'm just really not feeling this. And then come to find out it's one of my favorite bands, you know, and I was just. I think the biggest one I've one. ever whipped on, and this is almost embarrassing to admit, is Parker. I saw Parker play acoustic like 2014, 2015. And I said, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't think the songs are very good. And. I was talking to a guy uh, that was like in music business. He was like a manager. He was like, oh, he's going to be a star. I was like, there's no way. I said, he just looks good. He's, he doesn't have the songs. And then about a year later, I heard a song. I remember he played a song that just knocked me out. But by then, he was already like selling out a re- Like, I missed the window where like I could have gotten in on it before everybody. That much. And uh, at, in, in the first time I saw him, I just didn't, it, I didn't get it. And then now I get it. But at the time, I didn't. That's a big whiff. I've had a few, but that's the biggest one. I've had a few myself. <laughs> the Dolly Shine one was a pretty bad gaffe. I mean, that was, I mean, it was like they walked up to me and handed it to me. It's like, it like, eh. And then I went back and listened. And I was like, oh, shit, you got one of my favorite songs right? of all time. Uh, okay, you win. <laughs> um, Brad, I want to tell you first, thank you for coming and doing this with me. I wanted to sit down and pick your brain. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we get to do this a couple more times. Uh, but with the uh, sake of the amp and a couple other things coming up, I want to get you on the way. Uh, friends, if you get a chance, obviously check out galleywinner.com. Check Brad out on the socials. Man, he's always posting the coolest pictures and the greatest little clips with artists and hit out uh, River Jam concert series. Listen to Co-Rat. I'm a supporter of all things. There you go. One one final note here, you know, so like here, here we are on Key West, you know, I think you were just talking before we, went, we started recording about driving the golf cart around down here. Uh, I walk every, like six years. I've yet to rent anything. I walk everywhere. And somebody's like, how do you cover so much ground? Well, I get my exercise in. Like, I think I'm averaging like 30,000 steps a day <laughs> down here. Uh, we walk from southernmost to sunset pier and back. It, it helps sober you up when you're walking a little bit. Uh, but I do enjoy like, it's almost like a challenge when I'm down here. How much can I take in? So as you said, we're wrapping this up so I can go take on the next thing. Awesome, man. All right, until next time, friends, Aaron Bentley, off mic, off the record. Adios. There you go. Off mic, off the record is a Blacktop Poetry production. For more insight into your favorite independent artists and all things behind the scenes and in between, visit blacktoppoetry.com. 
Our theme is provided by Austin Up Church. Go check them out at austinupchurch.com. I'm your host, Aaron Bentley. And if you made it this far, you're either really bored or you fell asleep. Either way, thank you for your support. And I'll catch you next time. Adios. It's gonna be okay.